Welcome. Thank you once again for hanging out with us. This is the one and only IT in the D show. You can find us online, itinthed.com, and do us a favor, give us a like on the socials and subscribe to us everywhere. Fine podcasts are sold. I am your host, Bob Waltonspiel, hanging out with the producer, Randy Walker. Guest this week, we always love promoting charity in town, and no one is better at it than August Gitchlag uh, from Whiskey in a Jar and Ham Tramic. We will be talking about that and a whole bunch of other fun stuff that's going on in town. Mark your calendars. August 19th, it's going to be uh, the last of the trio of the uh, Nancy Whiskey IT and the D events, 5 to 8, third Thursday. No speakers, no cover, just a bunch of good IT folks hanging out in the patio, having great conversation until the wee hours of the night. I bailed at 8 last time, but I think it went on to like 11-ish. Um, you guys are crazy. Um but yeah, then uh, then we're moving to whiskey in a jar in September. So uh, keep on uh, keep on the lookout at meetup.com slash it in the D. So yeah, I had a fun weekend in Chicago. Had a wedding to go to. I got to uh, drive by the Shameless House, um, and that was uh, that was an interesting adventure. Right in the middle of Southside Chicago, um, I was telling a story on the way there. We're going through the little uh, city part, and all of a sudden we see a woman sticking her hands out of the window and like washing her hands with a 40 ounce of Budweiser. And, and then she's like wiping her hands, like she's washing her hands. And then like, just looks at, makes eye contact with us as she's washing her hands with this 40. And uh, my wife looks at me and she goes, uh, pay mind. You're never going to ever see that again, uh, for the rest of uh, your life. And I said, no, I don't, I don't think I'll ever see somebody washing their hands out of a car window with a, with a, with a 40 ounce of Bud. Um, but the, the, it's very bizarre. Like the, it's on Google Maps. So if you're looking for like the Shameless House or the Gallagher House, it's very easy to find. And you just go down a street, and then all of a sudden you see like a log jam of cars and like a bunch of people getting out taking pictures. And like across the street, there's a couple old men on the porch just like watching. And it's just like the, and you turn around and you go home. It's like super bizarre that it's actually in just a house in the middle of the neighborhood. You'd think it'd be on a a set or something or not there like they built it for that but no it's i think somebody lives there i guess occasionally there's kids outside selling lemonade and popcorn and stuff but uh just like a you know my daughter hopped out to take a picture um and like she had to like wait because there's like literally a dozen people in front of her like you know doing selfies and i mean that's smart if you're uh in a long line set up a lemonade stand at the end of it and you have something to drink while you're waiting to take a picture of the house that's on tv yeah, seriously, I didn't know it was that big of a deal. I know, like, the Christmas Story House in Cleveland, I've driven by that. Yeah, or the uh, the Charmed House from the original Charmed in San Francisco. That's a pretty popular one because that's a, you know, cool-looking Victorian house. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was a thing to go look at. I know the oh, Full yeah. House House in yeah. Frisco. Um, but my best part, I know, Og, we were talking, you were talking about Malort a minute ago. Um, <laughs> my, uh, my God, I, I spent some time at my godfather's, and my favorite part of spending time with him he hasn't drank in years, but he hasn't gotten rid of his liquor cabinet either. And he gets real, he gets like, you know, giddy, like a 35 year old German immigrant, you know, and he goes, starts digging through stuff. And he dug out a, a bottle of Berenjager from the seventies that still had the wicker on it. You have a tax yeah. stamp on it still. Yeah. And it came out like molasses and vinegar, man. I never drank molasses and vinegar, but I assuming this is what it tastes like. And I'm like, yeah, I need something to wash that down. That was uh, <laughs> that was not good. Um, we had this stuff called tea rum. It was like a hundred proof, um, which made Malort taste like uh, candy canes. 
Um, this stuff was, I guess my, my godmother was telling me that you only use it for baking. No one actually drinks it. Um, I could see why. No. And then, uh, they, he had some like Lebanese Zambuca. Um, you know, he does the star and the pine tree on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's and he's a, trying to tell me it tastes like star anise, and I'm saying, yeah. no, you mean anus? And he didn't get my joke, and it made me angry. <laughs> um, but it's always uh, it's always a good time seeing the family out there. So um, what have you been watching? I heard you've been watching uh, a show on TV we have not seen yet. Yeah, I'm kind of obsessed with the Peacock Network lately and their Olympic coverage with the uh, Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg highlight show. Uh, they're about so a half hour long. There's seven of them, and they are just – like the first one is eh, but the rest are just so damn funny. They caught their groove and they're allowed to swear, like full blown swear. And the guests get really shocked by it, and then they start swearing. So it's and an it's, official Peacock Olympic coverage. Yep. It's Olympic highlights with Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg, and they're in the studio. And it's it's they play off each other. It is so funny because of course Snoop's like six six and Kevin Hart's five two, and they do all kinds. Of, it's just it's fun. Well, Kevin Hart and The Rock are funny together. Kevin Hart and The Rock are funny together. I can't, you know, Snoop Dogg is just kind of like, I don't envision him being some comedian, you know what I mean? But like, uh, I uh, I need to watch this. This sounds good. It's absolutely worth checking out. Uh, And plus, I'm an Olympics guy anyway. I like watching that stuff. So it's been a weird, weird Olympic year, man. The ratings were terrible. It was, you know, the the times were all off to watch things live and, you know, all that tape delay stuff. And I always watch watching your. Since NBC I've been a kid, terrible. I, since I was a kid, I always remember just watching CBC because the coverage was always better. It, it seemed like the stuff always had you always heard the story of, hey, a basketball team already won, and then like NBC will play it at eight o'clock because they want that on prime time. But everybody knows. Yeah, I mean, and this year was even more of just a television show than before. The the, the like journalists weren't covering; they were covering NBC covering the Olympics. You know, it was no crowd all the human interest stories were gone all the parent parents were like in orlando in studios watching their kids swim um but it wasn't even like even like the basketball team you know i follow that pretty close and it was the it was the kevin durant show if he wasn't on that team they would have got destroyed um no yeah i mean and they did get destroyed a couple times in the the pregame you know in the up in the lead up to which created more drama i thought and more interest in watching it because you know, the, the folks in the, the right wing media went berserk with it. You know, everyone's all they're too woke to win. And, you know, the Megan Rapino kneeling is why the, the American women lost. And uh, you know, watch those games because they were on at three in the morning. You know, you had to watch them on tape delay. Right. Well, that's the thing. When you when you when you divide your audience in half, you get half the ratings. You know, I, that's why I never that's why we never got into politics in the show, because it's like I'm not in the business to, you know, our audience is, you know, small as it is, let alone, you know, I'm in no business to cut it in half. So, you know, and that's the problem when you got people rooting against the U.S. Then it's like, come on. Yeah, Dude, I mean, there's no know. crowds there. It's kind of weird. There's no, you know, that whole, all that momentum is kind of like lost, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't, wasn't the most fascinating Olympics, uh, but I, I did watch as much of it as I, uh, it looked, it looked nice. I, I, you know, Tokyo's a, you know, it, Tokyo's an insane town. I, I got a chance to go there a few times. Um, you think New York City's monstrous? It's nothing like you drive on a train in Tokyo, and it's literally like it's like this background scene when the Flintstones are running, and so they just redo the same thing over and over and over. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's you know, but it's a it's a great town. It was I don't know, everything looked super nice, super pretty, like when you when you watched it. But uh, 
The only thing I ever saw this season from the Olympics was TikTok, like behind the scenes stuff from from athletes who were there. So funny stuff like them jumping on the cardboard beds and you know to prove yeah. that they would hold up the sex and thing. <laughs> yeah, the cardboard beds is a common joke in the in the, in the yeah. highlight shows and stuff. And uh, what was the other big? I was like the still shot, still shots of men's diving. Yeah, <laughs> have you ever seen those? Uh, no. <laughs> so they like they'll take like uh you know the guys doing the backward flip like thirteen oh, right. times, and they'll catch a still shot, and their faces are so contorted, like. <laughs> Yeah, you just gotta Google it and look it up. Just it's like still shot men's diving, I think is what it's called, maybe. Um, okay. Oh, and the controversy with the women's pentathlon, the competitor who went from first place to thirty uh, first place because the horse wasn't having any of it. Oh well, is that yeah. controversy or just a pissed off horse? Uh, it was a controversial because apparently the horse was injured and shouldn't have been selected or something like that. Oh, so well, yeah. go figure. Animals got to take a dump. Yeah. I know. Yeah. There's there's nothing more modern pentathlon than riding a horse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See now, August, were you ever a South Park fan? Absolutely. For years. So yeah. I don't know if I'm excited or terrified or all above. Because for the last couple of seasons, they've always I think they've like tried to get themselves canceled. And apparently they just signed like a billion dollar deal. They must be so starved for content. Paramount Plus signed them for like a nine hundred million dollar deal to make like 14 movies and six more seasons. And six oh, more no. seasons. Yeah. And it's like they were already scraping the barrel, I guess, you know, because they can trash on pop culture, but like, you know, yeah, I mean, um, they've got what six day lead time for an episode. So if there's something current in the news, they can make it happen. But yeah, it has been uh, a little like not enough butter scraped over too much toast lately. Are they no just going to fire up a real life version of Tegrity Farms out there and <laughs> do, a, do a reality show from there? Yeah, get some I mean, they got enough money. Growing. They got enough money to do whatever the hell they they could build shitty pot town too while they're at it. You know, um, here's <laughs> the thing. That, I, I, that I, walk. I I love everything they've ever done since the first thing they've ever done, and I'll eat that stuff up all day long. I'll eat it. I'll uh, watch it all. Yeah, I love their sense of humor. I think it's a, a you know, I love the fact that they just they trash on anybody and don't care. Um, I love it, and yeah, I will watch it all. And I'm just. Not saying I'm worried about it because if it comes out like trash, then so what? Then I then I move on. But uh, you know, I remember how proud I was of them when uh, Robin Williams was singing "Blade in Canada" on the Oscars. I'm like, I'm so proud of those young guys with their uh, cut out car- cartoons. They're making it. They're gonna make it someday. You know? Yeah, yeah. And those are the ones that, like, to me, seem like not attainable, but like one of the guys. Like, if they would be at the bar, they would actually hang out with you and not be smug dicks like half the people and like. All the people in Hollywood, I mean. Yeah, um, yeah they probably you know. did order a bucket of Coors Light, you know, and sit down and watch a game. Right. Like, basketball still holds up. I don't care what anybody says. It does. You know, I'm surprised it never went it never went legit. But I always wanted to start. You know, it's funny. I bought NKBL.com, like, in 2001. And I wanted to start the National Kickball League. And I wanted to create rules. But I wanted dodgeball rules, so I don't know if any like you didn't have to throw to the base; you could actually hit people running in between. That's bases. how you played as a kid. We always played. Right, 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 exactly. Like kid rules. Um, then you had to do like not no more than knee high on the bounce, like when you roll it to the plate. Right. And I was gonna like sanction the thing and all that, but then uh, when we end up moving, I didn't have internet for like three months, four months, and literally I lost like six domains. One of them being nkbl.com. One of them being what about bob.com 
And the one I'm still bitter about is mmmbeer.com. So I lost those three domains because they were they renewed. Then I, you know, I didn't check because I was moving. Yeah. Anyway. So I know I got drunk at a beer festival and bought like Hamtramck weedbank.com and, and <laughs> bank of dank.com because i thought it was going to be really good to invest in weed names when i heard that uh dispensaries were coming to hamtramck it's gone nowhere but i still got them good news yeah, bob oh if God. you want if you want nkbl.com back it's available for the low low price of twenty seven thousand dollars you know what you could, uh, if you would have told me you had bank of dank i would have bought the bank on joseph compo no the huntington that's there yes Made it yep. that could have that been it, man. That would see twenty four hour armed security would just keep your cash in a big vault. Uh huh. You don't need to build a vault. You got one. You know. Yep. So, is it Magnum eight this year? or Is it seven? It is actually. It is eight. It would be nine. We had okay. to cancel last year's eight. So, yes, this is the eighth year that uh, Mikey and Conrad and I have grown out these uh, really creepy mustaches and uh, raise money for charity this year as in the past uh, we're going to raise some money for the hero foundation, which is a charity started by one of our friends. Mikey's on the board of directors and they, uh, they take care of the holidays for families with cancer uh, uh, at the breadwinner. Usually it's, you know, the breadwinner goes down with cancer. They can't afford Thanksgiving dinner and, and Christmas presents and, you know, the heating bill sometimes. Right. So they, uh, they adopt these families. So how do they, how do you, you know, how do you, do you have to apply? I guess, how does that work? Or does it have to be Detroit, Hamtramck yeah, only? No, 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 no. It's, it's statewide. It's uh, the Hero Foundation is, uh, it's been around for, she's over a decade now. Um, it's one of Mikey's uh, college classmates' father uh, survived pancreatic cancer, which nobody survives. Right. And that's why his daughter started the charity because she saw how their home suffered when he went down. And wasn't able to provide, and so they got they got through it, and she started this charity. Originally, it was for people with pancreatic cancer specifically because you know the survival rate was so low, and then they expanded it because suffering, suffering. So they were helping out other families, and uh, it grew from there. And it is a uh, a zero percent administrative uh, charity. They no one gets paid. So it's wow. not the United Way. No, no, or Carmanos or any of those. It's uh, every oh, how bad is dollar. Carmanos? I didn't know that. The, the the in the uh, what's the one not is it Carmanos or is it no Susan G Corman I'm sorry oh I yeah, yeah that's Carmanos it's the, the the walk for life the walk guys the pink shirt walk people I yeah yeah they, their CEO makes like millions yeah Katie's nothing she donates money to this so um, yeah I did real men wear pink of Oakland County last year um, and I forget where that dumped into it dumped into one of the uh, American Cancer Society or something but they have they do an ambassador thing. Um, you know, God knows why they asked me, but I, you know, I got to meet a bunch of cool people and just, you know, raise some bucks for, uh, for uh, breast cancer for, uh, you know, well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we, uh, we, we always do a big raffle. All of our friends kick in stuff. We've got, I've been very blessed to have, uh, Zach from, uh, Detroit bikes has been giving us a bike to raffle off for our, our fundraisers for the last three, four years, a Sparrow. That's a $500 bike. And yeah. it's like the only bike they have in stock at Detroit Bikes because they can't get parts. They're having supply issues. So you go on their website and it's like the only one they got. And he goes, You want one? I'll give you one. Raffle it off. You always do good stuff with this. So yeah. We raised, I think last Magnum was about six, seven grand we raised. And that's wow. whiskey in a jar is small. I mean, it's eight bar stools and a pool table. Um, we get uh 
this year the the fun thing was shaking down the uh, the different uh, dis- there's a four dispensaries in Hamtramck, so you got them competing with each other who can donate the most. So as you nice. should, they got as leftover cash. They don't know what to do with. Yeah, right. exactly. Right, and then I, I just tell them, you know, I, I'm the one who signs your paperwork so you could have a license. <laughs> like, oh yeah, you're right. Okay, oh, what do you want? You know, and uh, and I'm not even in Hamtramck anymore. I'm now uh, you know working for the beautiful city of Clawson. So. Uh, yes. But they all remember me and they remember Mikey and Conrad and because uh, he works at City Hall. And so we uh, we use it to our charity advantage. So where did the idea come up? Uh, you always have a, like a, you know, a, a theme. It came from actually from tracksuit. We had such great success with our goofy tracksuit party that was kind of just made up as a thing to do. And it, so many people showed up. We had to make it a fundraiser. We just felt guilty. Right. Well, I just um, showed up and I didn't even have to dress up. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we said, well, let's come up with something to do in the summertime where the theme is like more comfortable. Track suits are hot. You know, you don't want to be outside in that kind of gear. And we go, well, mustache parties 10 years ago were like a hot thing, like kind of funny. They were selling, you know, like, well, we don't want to do a mustache party that, wait a minute, we'll call it like a Burt Reynolds party or a Tom Selleck party. And then we morphed into Magnum and it's basically like three of us just sitting across from each other at whiskey one night, trying to think of a reason to get a bunch of people together and raise money. Right. So we figured nothing was simpler than uh than uh tiger hats, a Hawaiian shirt, and then we'll sell the mustaches for charity. And then we just started growing them out and and wearing short shorts and yes, you can buy those Tom Selleck Navy diver shorts on Amazon real cheap. So and, I uh, so I have a pair if I would I can't go cuz I have to go to another wedding in Chicago. Um but I have the pair of those Huck fishing shorts and usually they were pretty long. Uh, they were. I, we were going to uh, Disney, and I wanted. I needed dry shorts because I knew I was going to be a, a sweaty ball of mess the whole week. So sweaty I needed like wicking. You know, yeah, I or needed sweaty the wicking mess of balls or so I got, I found, sweaty balls. Shut up, Randy. Um, <laughs> but I found these hug shorts, and I decided to get short ones just to see. And like these suckers are like they're about as short as I'll ever go. You know. They, yeah. But you know, so if I I would wear those if I if if you know if I was going, but you know, I uh, I will I would like to uh, donate, so I will uh, I will catch you offline. Cool, cool, appreciate that. And then this year we actually have a solid B list celebrity that's going to be joining us, and it it really is thanks to you guys and the relationship that uh, that you guys have built with Ming Chen. That Ming is going to be in town for a con, and he agreed to be a celebrity bartender at the Magnum event um, and said that we can advertise it. We can use his name. And he goes, if anyone knows, I, you know, tell him to come in, you know, and I'm like, all right, we'll use it. So he's going to give us an hour behind the bar and uh, we can't thank him enough for that. We'll probably bring in a few nerds, uh, spend a couple bucks on the raffle tickets from that. So I just texted him right before we went on and he's like, I said, Hey, can you get on the pod right now with Og and everybody? And he's like, now lol. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm in Houston. I'm like, yeah, I know we tried. Sorry. Um, yeah. But that's kind of a that's kind of a big get. Like uh, the Astronomicon, so. the Astronomicon, um, hands down, is my favorite comic cons. Uh, just because they're into the same stuff I'm into, uh, Mikey yeah. and, and the guys wrestling. that do the yeah wrestling and horror movies and right. and what's not to love. Um, but you'll get like last year, they had Bam Margera sitting next to D. Snyder, sitting next to. Uh, Skolnick from Revenge of the Nerds sitting next to Kane Hodder from you know Friday the 13th, you know, and then there's like you know, Hall and Nash were there from the NWO, like just and it just they're just at eight foot tables, they're not 
you know, it's not like Motor City Comic Con where they got these Cedar Point lines for these like unattainable. You know, they have these huge names to uh, to me to us, um, and, and and you know, completely accessible. So they got everything in a small little compact area. It's phenomenal. They run a great show. I know that Ming brought in. He brought in somebody else. He brought a couple people from the con in the whiskey last time. I wasn't in town. I think it was uh, our RJ from Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, he was with us. Yeah, didn't he come in with you guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That Mikey was all excited. He's like, "Oh my god, it's Little Walt or whatever." So I didn't know he like actually had a, a, a he was just like disabled. I just thought he was acting that way. Exactly and what I'm, Mikey said. Yeah. Yeah, he was surprised. He's like, "Well, wow, okay, cool, super great guy." Yeah, he spent a ton of time with a couple shows interviewing him uh, at our little booth. Um, but yeah, he's he's super guy. But yeah, that's how we originally met you guys was uh, bringing um, Ming and Mike Zapsik into the into the whiskey. Um, you know, had to get them some Polish food down in the basement, <laughs> and then uh, the nightcap was always uh, Baker's and uh, whiskey in the jar. Uh, yeah. We went to you first, and then we're going to walk to Baker's. We ended up hanging out by you all night. So, um, and look at how those relationships have fostered since. Yeah, I- indeed, indeed. Got and a, now got I got a... Randy in my basement at parties, you know, <laughs> taping together white claws, and you know. Oh, you did a wizard staff at Og's party? <laughs> no, not, <laughs> not this time. time no, uh, not this time. But that was uh, one of the worst, probably the, one of the, the worst nights of the time when I originally found out what it was. Um, the guy at Gus O'Connor's started taping them together and I had, and then the more people, the more attention I get, the more I drink, you know, and I have to like line up more and more and, you know, I'm taking pictures of the people and now I'm a, you know, a the full blown out, you know, Bob. Yeah. You know, yeah. Bob the wizard staff guy. And it doesn't help that you got the gray beard and you look like a wizard. <laughs> I'm not getting, see, I'm, I'm getting my haircut or my beard cut my haircut. I don't have any hair in like a, in a, a couple days so now it's the longest yeah it's it gets too bad it gets long um but yeah it's all right that's what happens when you go bald man you have to compensate right yeah i get it i get it i just i I seriously just saying that again i I just reach right for my face and grab this mustache i'm growing it just drives me nuts i know it looks creepy as i had to warn everybody at work i'm like just so you know i'm gonna look like i have a windowless van with spray painted words on the side when i come to work for the next two weeks but you know just doing it for charity man no it looks good and you need to uh every once in a while you got to do the cop mustache and then you have to like go to like you know underground punk bars and stuff you know that's uh <laughs> it is nice to take inventory see how much color i can still pull off you know yeah yeah well that's why i didn't i've never i've never grown a beard before so when you know when i was hospitalized i just didn't shave for a month and i'm like oh my god it came in entirely white and i'm like well i guess i'm that guy you know, and of course, my family has a Christmas in July party, and I just bought, I just show up in a, a romper, you know, <laughs> romper. And, not, and not like a Santa hat. And, you know, yeah, I bought, I found them on Amazon. Um, I didn't get them with the one piece, but they're the same print shorts and shirt. And, uh, you know, it's good luck. It's good luck. But so now you do for Hero, that was Hero uh, Foundation? Hero Foundation, yep. And then the tracksuit, what uh, what do you guys do for that one? The tracksuit, that is uh, the Detroit Friendship House, which is the only food pantry in Hamtramck, and it only serves uh, the Hamtramck zip code. And I'm on the board of directors of that charity. And we usually go back and forth. Like, uh, tracksuit will be Hero, and then Magnum will be uh, Friendship House, and we go back and forth. So the last fundraiser we did before all events got canceled was actually for Australian Wildlife Relief. 
That was one of my Michelle's parties we had. And then before that, it was for Friendship House. So we were due to do one for Hero Foundation now. And he's, Mikey's on the board of directors of that charity. I'm on the board of directors of the Friendship House. So that's who we uh, send all our money to. I, I mean, when I, you know, I remember the Australian Wildlife Charity and I remember the jokes because when I think about donating to charity, I think about the wildlife in Australia. You know, it just, yeah. it's, a, it's a thing. The, the, well, the, you know, the, it was all those wildfires at the time. I remember the year started. Oh, before, yeah, it yeah, got yeah. shut down. It was all wildfires. That was the first big tragedy, that, you know, of the world. And no one uh, remembers that because what you know, everything else happened. We right. sent like five grand over there to Steve Irwin's foundation from that. No, no nice. kidding. Urkel? And we got we got a, a angry, <laughs> uh, strongly worded letter from uh, LCC. The control came in that night, bought a raffle ticket, and then reported us for having a basket of booze we were raffling off, and reported us to the liquor control commission. Wow, was it a underground or a undercover? Classic. Yeah, I remember we just walked in, two women, bought a ticket, said this is a great party, and left. And then they came in a couple of days later with a nasty letter saying we were going to get these tickets for illegally raffling off alcohol. And they wrote down the names of all these people that donated things, even though they didn't donate booze, like Coonins and Dragon Mead and uh, different bars that donated gift cards and sent them warning letters saying you can't donate booze and beer to people. And... Yeah, Ugh, every like golf this. outing I've ever been to in my entire life has a bucket of booze. Every fundraiser I've ever been Literally. to in my life has a raffle of some kind, a basket or a yeah. bucket yeah. or something. And they they even wrote letters to people that didn't give booze just because they saw the name of a bar or a brewery on there. You know, Coonins have always given us shirts and gift cards and glasses and stuff like that. That's not illegal. But right. LCC just went off. It's like they had nothing to do that week. They knew things were going to shut down, so they might as well make a move. And so they hit us hard for that. You guys didn't get fined for it, did you? Or ticketed? We never ended up getting ticketed. We all just got strongly worded letters. We all we were we were told we were going to be ticketed, and they never were. Ah, uh, uh, so now have you uh, shifting gears a bit? Have you been in any DCFC games this year? Been to two. I went to the uh, championship game, and I uh, had a suite for a game that we actually won at a fundraiser, <laughs> and. Uh, we took over a suite for a game against Chattanooga, the last game of the year. That was a lot of fun. And I was then, supposed uh, to go with you if I don't remember, if I remember correctly. What's that? I was supposed to go with you if I remember correctly. I remember I offered you tickets, and then I didn't hear anything. Then something went – I think I might have ran out of tickets or something. We ended up smuggling a bunch of people into the suite anyway. <laughs> but, yeah. It's all good. If I, I went to one game, and if I didn't get the front spot, I would have never have went. Like, we went to the, the women's game. I took my daughters. Okay. And uh, – Ended up literally getting the first spot in front, like it was like a gift of okay. from God. Um, well, so we're I, gonna do we're gonna do some fall games. I'm actually looking forward to the fall season. The, you know, it's not you know smoking hot and it's a little bit more comfortable. And uh, uh, the yeah. fall opener was horrible. I was there this weekend. Yeah, that they, they were really desperate. They're like they they knew that no one had bought tickets for it. Oh, there so was they a were making some calls and pretty said, good hey, crowd. They had over six thousand people in attendance. That's well. It didn't look like it on t- on Channel Twenty, but I only watched but, the first ten minutes. Uh, official number was six thousand seventy six, I believe, something like that. Okay, so. they had like seven thousand five for that championship game. Yeah, I was there for that one too. That was a good game. So speaking of that, whoever sells those uh, pizza sized cookies, oh is yeah, making a mint. Yeah, I have no idea who they are. Guys, yeah, I, I must have seen hundreds of them walking in front of me. And I'm like, whoever's selling those is is absolutely yeah. killing it. Yeah, that's a Michi's Pizza. They do a good job too. They're good. They also donate to our party. They always give us all kinds of gift cards. They're I mean, great. they're right across the street. 
It's I know they're like the official restaurant of uh, whiskey in the jar. It's like our kitchen. I mean, right? If you're in whiskey and order pizza, they give you a twenty percent discount. Yeah, you can't beat that. No. You know? See now, when are you? Are you still bar? You're still bartending, right? Only twice a month, and this summer it's been hit or miss. You know, I'm, uh, you know, with the new job as the as the clerk in Clausen, uh, life's a little different. But uh, I'm there like the 13th and the 20th, and then I don't work again until September. Okay. So, and the Labor Day Festival's coming up. That's gonna be fun. It's back. Uh, the Hamtramck Labor Day Festival's back. We're gonna have no, one no, no, stage. No. Say it right. Hamtramck Labor Day Festival. No. That's what it is. The Polish festival. No, it's not. And they yes. pulled, uh, the, the Polish have pulled the parade from Hamtramck to put it up in Warren because it's no longer the Polish festival. And it never has been the Polish festival. It's always, since the 80s, been the Labor Day Festival. I met my wife there. That's the Polish festival. <laughs> it's still going to be Arbor Drugs and it's still going to be Pine Knob to me. Yeah, it's still A&P, Farmer Jack and Chatham. If I knew which ones were which, yes. <laughs> I do Great say I got to go to Arbor's and I like I, I refuse to call it CVS like all these years. And I don't even think CVS still exists. I think um, I still call it Perry's cool. drugs for 10 years. I don't know. So you know what I'm looking at right now? You made a comment that everyone used to call you the Shermanator um, when you were younger. And I'm looking at the Astronomicon lineup right now. And his name's Chris Owen. Yeah. And I'll be damned if you didn't grow a little red beard right now. <laughs> that, that that that's not you. Um, at least you're at least you're uh, or at least your little or at least your little brother. Um, I, I, I'll go I little brother. That. Yeah. No, but you you know that's a, you gotta. Uh, they gotta own it. They gotta get a picture and own it. Yeah, you gotta go there and take a picture with them now. It's yeah. just, you know. Maybe Ming can bring him down to whiskey. That'll be even better. <laughs> <laughs> Shermanator behind the bar. You couldn't buy that. No, no, you couldn't arrange that any better. So. And I'm just looking at all the other people. Yeah, here's there's Ming. See now, uh, I wanted uh, Michael Berryman. I don't know if you know who that is. That's the guy from uh, Hills Have Eyes and Weird Science. You know, it says you have a lovely home. Like so, oh. I, like yeah, 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 right, right, right. Yeah, he's a he's a horror movie icon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like call me. Was we'll he a Toxic lunch. Avenger? No, 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 no. Uh, no, he's like yeah, he's call me. We'll do lunch. Yeah, um, the guy with the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But yeah, he's gonna be there. So I, my buddy Mark's gonna get me a, a autograph from him. But I mean, you look at all the people that are coming. You got you know Shannon Elizabeth and uh, Jason Muse. You know, and I guess they're doing a photo op together, like a Boo Boo Kitty. Uh, <clears throat> you know. Well, I told uh, Ming, I go, you can get Muse to drive you. He doesn't drink anymore. He's sober. Oh yeah, you can be your DD. Yeah, that's a good DD. That's a yeah. good DD. But I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, man, they got Darby Allen coming in, Mickey James. Like, this is like, I'm kind of like, I, I can't believe I'm missing it, you know. But, you know, whatever. Tony Schiavone, come on. I have no idea who that is. Tony Schiavone, he was like the voice of like WCW in like the oh, late okay. 80s, early 90s. Wrestling action. Okay. That's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right that's after. Real. Yeah. Like right. Like Jim Ross era. Like he was, uh, but uh, Dirk Manning actually, or, um, did Dirk do the magazine? Uh, he did a comic book, a Tony Schiavone comic book that actually went from Source Point that went uh, national. Um, so, the, so Dirk's going to be there too. They're probably going to be signing the book. Um, but yeah, cool. I'm uh, now I'm getting angry that I'm not going to be there. But that's all right. We'll we'll figure it out. Well, I'm having a shot of Malort in honor of you not being there. Oh. It's a bitter taste, a bitter taste in my mouth. That you know you're what? not going to be there. You know what? Just for you. I'm going to do a, a shot of Baron Jaeger. I happen to have a shot glass next to the table. Oh, I just happen to have one there. 
Yeah, yeah. Head up. So, and then you got to let me know next time you're going to be at Whiskey. And I want to uh, make a donation to the uh, to the uh, Wonderful. charity, by the way. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate you guys. I always have. I, I love uh, talking to you guys. I love uh, working with you, coming to your events, and, and meeting the people that you guys bring around. I met some great people through you. And uh, hopefully I can be one of those people, too. Well, you're good people. So, I mean, that's what I like. We keep you around, you know. <laughs> your politics aside, you know, we still keep you around. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so, uh Clausen, I, I gotta talk that real quick. So you uh, yep. went from city clerk from uh so that's why everybody everybody's kind of making funny like oh Mr. Hamtramck now living in war and working in Clausen. Um well, you know, you gotta grow up sometime. And you know, I got a wonderful girlfriend who had a house in Warren and I couldn't live in a bachelor pad in downtown Hamtramck forever. So no, no, I, I'm just being funny, but like uh, you know, my buddy always hung out at Mojave and there's a great place, uh, the Whiskey Taco Foxtrot. Love that place. I go, yeah. there, I go there often. It was completely, it was a Mexican place. My friend knew the owner. Nobody would be in there. It was completely dead. I'm like, why would you open up a Mexican place when you have one right now on the street or across the street? But these guys are killing it and their food's they really are. good. Yeah, it is. And it's uh, the owner is Lou Sampson, who's one of the city council members. Mm. I deal with him all the time. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. And uh, his son, Charlie, runs it. He also owns Downtown Charlie's, the breakfast place. Okay. The there. And then uh, I've known Tim Bizikowski, who owns Woodpile for years. He's oh. donated, he's donated uh, barbecue uh, uh, gift certificates to whiskey for the Magnum events and for tracksuit events in the past. I'm going to catch hell for it, but they're the best in town. They're good. Hands down. Hands they're really down. good. I mean, I'm I'm partial to Bad Brad's. That's not, uh, but that's not the right owner, right? That's He's one of them because he signed he? the paperwork that I have. Huh, because he's a uh, Detroit barbecue. Well, yeah, but he but he's one of the woodpile guys. Huh, so. that's weird having yeah. both. Well, one's a food truck. Yeah. yeah, and one's good and one's not. The food truck does. Uh, I get I get my I've Thanksgiving their brisket. <laughs> yeah, the brisket. I got my Thanksgiving turkey from them for the last like four or five years. Oh, really? Yeah. From the, from the wood from woodpile? No, 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 from the truck. That's right. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, we do. I usually do just because it's closer. I usually do. Uh, I go with Bad Brad's, and I know Brad Teagan very well. He's an old friend. They're bacon. You go there. They're bacon. Could could like have its own movie. <laughs> like, a reality show about bacon. Just their bacon. Yeah, there's 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 absolutely nothing like it. It's it's hands down the the the, the, the you know who's got second best bacon? The breakfast place toast. I've been that going I've there in and I just got bacon and eggs one day, and I'll be damned if their bacon wasn't the best I've ever had, like literally in my life. I've lived in the area six years now, and I have still not eaten at the toast location in Fernando. So they have, so Randy, they they make a Reuben omelet with Ooh. Ginsburg corned beef, sour Swiss cheese sauerkraut, and Russian dressing. Nice. It's out of bounds. It's light on the sauerkraut, light on the Russian. It is out of bounds. Uh, oh, August just took a Malort shot. You can see his face. I, I urge you all to Google the new Malort um, uh, campaign, their advertising campaign. Uh, there's some great some great flyers they're putting up around places. Like one says, uh, Malort, when you've given up on your uh, security deposit. And uh, one of them is like, uh, Malort, and it says, uh, when you decide to fight your dad. Nice. And the last one is uh, like, Malort, these pants aren't going to crap themselves. You can say shit here. All right, these pants ain't gonna shit themselves, Bob. And now it's funnier. Yeah, it's funnier. <laughs> it is funnier. You're right. You're right. 
So anyone that drinks that stuff though and likes it, there's just something uh something wrong. I walked into a bar in New Orleans about two weeks ago. I was there for a wedding and it's called the Black Penny. I don't know if you ever heard of the Black Penny in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. It's out of it's off Bourbon Street, it's not in the in the tourist district. And I'm we're sitting there, Michelle and I, and we look up and there's a poster and it's the bartender and another girl, and they have a bottle of Malort and like all it's like a JC Penny like family photo, but there's a bottle of Malort and it. it's in like this big picture on the wall. Okay. Goes, is that a bottle of Malort? And I go, dude, is that Malort? He goes, oh, pulls out the bottle. Goes, well, you saw the Malort in the picture. Here you go. And it's just like, oh my god, you got to drink this stuff here too. I'm like, I kind of enjoy the the creepy face it gives me. It's fun. The two worst shots I've ever had in my life were Malort and the Doctor McGillicuddy's peppermint schnapps, both at your bar. Okay, you did. You don't like McGillicuddy's doctor? No. no. I mean, Malort no, tastes like not the peppermint. Shame, I get it, but um, McGillicuddy's has some good flavors, but not peppermint. We now have the whiskey in the jar has a Doctor McGillicuddy's machine that has the pepper, the, the menthol mint, and the raw vanilla. The raw vanilla tastes like you're taking a bite out of a vanilla cupcake with frosting. It's lovely. Yeah, Bob lovely. and I were in there a few weeks ago, and he wouldn't do it with me. So I didn't say that. The yes, peppermint did. wouldn't. Yeah, I tried to get you to do the vanilla too, and you wouldn't do oh. it. I thought it was just the peppermint. You were in whiskey in the jar and you didn't text me? Didn't let me know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You weren't there. I can get there real easy. I'm always looking for excuses. I don't live there anymore. I need reasons to like go. Next time Randy and I go, we will uh, will invite you. Let me know. Let me know. So how do... um, Can people get involved with the charity without having to go to the event? Or you got to be there? Or what's... uh, um, well, we have had people like, like drop off gift cards and drop off uh, baskets. We do promote it through the bar's social media, through Mikey and I, who have a combined you know eight thousand friends and contacts. We now have an Instagram page just for the Magnum parties, um, and so we do. And we do add logos to all of our print material. Uh, the shirts are done. You might have saw the pictures were put up. So the shirts are in. Yep. Uh, you can get a shirt, but we don't take orders. Um, you can, you got to buy them at that night. Uh, usually about a month or two afterwards, we put them up online to get them through Threadless. But the exclusive actual event shirts are that night only at Whiskey in the Jar. But you can drop things off and we'll promote your business. We'll, we'll talk about you. We go on podcasts and thank people like Detroit Bikes. And we have a liquor sponsor this year, which we haven't had in the past. We have Bacardi. Oh, is, nice. uh, is sponsoring and they're giving us some cocktail recipes and some flavors. No, you, you, you have to say it right. You have to say it right. Randy, Randy, ta- Randy corrected me. Bacardi. Bacardi. You believe Bacardi. this guy? Can Bacardi. you yeah, exactly? That's what I told him. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to have a uh, Bacardi as a sponsor. And uh, th- that was all Mikey. He worked that one out. Um, nice. So that's, that's kind of cool. awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And they're, they're kicking in. Like I said, each of the different uh, cannabis companies, Puff and, and Pleasant Trees and uh, 315 and, and Quality Roots are all kind of competing to, to give us some uh, something stuff to give off. As, I as love, always, the, the, the Coonins boys are great to us and and uh, Hungry Howie's, a year of free pizza. Um, they have some pretty decent things to raffle off. And my, and Conrad and I buy toys in nerd boxes year round, like those those deliveries of like comic books and stuff. And we build baskets with all that stuff. So you got plenty of like trinkets and, and shirts and things. And you know, it's, it's always worthwhile. We usually have 25 baskets and some autographed Tom Selleck stuff to raffle off. And we have a bunch of that too. 
Yeah, the the one I cleaned up on, and the one other one I didn't win any. I think the tracksuit one I cleaned up on the one you year. left tracksuit with half the table a couple <laughs> years ago. I think I bought two hundred bucks in raffle tickets. I didn't say you didn't earn it. I, just yeah, said, yeah, yeah. I, just was, I was proud of you. You cleaned up. We're always yeah, yeah. We're always happy when those that are generous to us win because that makes us feel like like yes, thank you, the guys from Podcast Detroit that let us come on and promote the the fundraisers and and bring their business down there and they get to win. That's awesome. So we like that. Yeah, so it's going to be August 20th, Whiskey in the Jar, starting time. 8 o'clock. Tom T gets off a plane from Dubai from doing some Sheik's party and comes right to Whiskey. Beautiful. Yeah, he's really good. And then Ming Chen around, uh, what time is Ming going to be there? Well, he told us 11-ish. We'll see. Whenever the the Ming Express can arrive, we're happy to have him. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll try to talk to him. Like I said, I'll, uh, he was just texting me, so I'll uh, off to get him back after the show. But, go uh, on Facebook, and you can do a search for Magnum Eight, and uh, it'll show up. And we'll have we have links to the other parties, the pictures. We have you know photo booths with uh, you know Tom Selleck backdrops and all kinds of fun stuff. It's it's worthwhile. It's a good time. Oh yeah, absolutely. It'll definitely be a good time. Uh, just you have to. Uh, you have to priority play on the jukebox because your songs won't get heard for about three hours. No, we have a DJ at Magnum Night. You oh, don't have any. You don't have to priority play anything. We have, that's why right. Tom T. We have a DJ coming in just for this. Beautiful. But, uh, yeah, um, can't thank you enough. Uh, Whiskey in the Jar, August 20th for the Magnum 8 party. Uh, Detroit Hero Foundation. Actually, the Hero Foundation, not the, the Hero Foundation, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, great stuff, though. Always, like, always love promoting local charities. This was a... Uh, and you guys do it better than just about anybody in town because um, you, you make sure that everybody has fun. It's not just a hoity suit, you know, right. shit fest. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, you I guys appreciate Nancy Whiskey what night? The 19th? That we'll be there the 19th, night? yeah. yeah. The Thursday before. I am I think I'm going to the Tiger game. I might stop by afterwards. So and there I always enjoy your meetups as well. Yeah, and then I, I have to uh, – basically fly out that morning so i will uh i will miss it so i'm sad but i i still want to i still want to uh put my uh donation in so i'll, I'll talk to you offline but uh we're going to wrap things up for this episode of 407 of the it and the d show I'd like to thank august gitchlag uh the magnum eight uh party at whiskey in the jar august 20th on behalf of bob and randy do us all a favor drink up your drinks get your phone numbers you don't gotta go home you just gotta get the hell out of here see you next week drive careful beat it